Welcome to episode 8 of Master of the Mouse podcast. I'm Aaron. Usually with me is Griffin, but Griffin is actually out of town. He's in Boston on a work trip. But in full disclosure, we tried to record this episode once already. And in the process of recording it, we thought it went really well. And I went to go edit the episode and realized that half of our recording didn't happen. So I was trying to piece it together and unfortunately just couldn't get enough of the content that we recorded to make a full episode out of it. So you guys are just stuck with me this episode. So if you guys don't mind, it's just going to be me and we'll finish the day that we described in Magic Kingdom and we'll wrap up the rest of the afternoon and the evening in Magic Kingdom as we talked about in episode seven. So in episode seven, we laid out a strategy to kind of tour Magic Kingdom in one day with the caveat that there's no way that you can accomplish everything in Magic Kingdom all in one day. If you're, if you're trying to see all of the shows and ride all of the attractions and see all of the parades and all of the fireworks, and it's just not going to happen. And so try to level set everyone there. And then what we'll do in this episode is really try to walk through the rest of the afternoon. So in episode seven, we left off at lunchtime. And so we'll pick up there. Where we decided to eat lunch was at Cosmic Ray's Cafe in Tomorrowland, and we hadn't quite hit Tomorrowland yet. It was the last part of the park area that we hadn't done yet. So coming out of Cosmic Ray's, let's say you've just finished eating lunch, and now you want to you know, go back to the attraction and, and try to do some of those rides in Tomorrowland. We've already used all three of our Fast Passes in this scenario, and so during lunch, the hope is that you've been using the MDE app on your phone or mobile device and, and you've, you've found a fast pass that you can utilize, preferably something in Tomorrowland. That way you don't have to wait in line right after lunch. The best things to use there from a fast pass perspective would be either the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin or if you happen to, to get lucky is maybe Space Mountain too. So try to get one of those two for a fast pass here in Tomorrowland. If you can't score one, you know, we're gonna, you probably best bet is gonna make your way over to the TTA, the Transit Authority, and go ahead and ride that loop. It's a nice after lunch or an after meal type of attraction to do. It's, it's slow moving, you kind of get the tour Tomorrowland. Uh, you get the behind the scenes of some of the rides there. So that's a good one to take in after lunch. You know, after that, depending on lines, you can try to hit up Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, maybe Buzz Lightyear if, if there's not a long wait or, or Space Mountain if there's not a long wait. The, the key to Space Mountain though also is it has a single rider line. And so if you're worried about waiting in line for a long time and maybe you're okay with your party, and again, in this scenario, we assumed a party of four, if your party is okay with maybe not riding in the same car, then the single rider line may be something that you can take advantage of here too. Because in Space Mountain, you are not going to sit side by side. You're single file in, in these space cars on this attraction. So you're not getting to ride right beside someone anyway. And so this is a, actually a pretty great ride to take advantage of that single rider line. So encourage you maybe to check that out too at this instance. The other things maybe to consider in Tomorrowland is you have the Astra Orbiter. That one might be a little dicey after lunch, uh, but it's a great attraction too. It, it does spin you kind of fast, so be prepared. If you get a little queasy after a mealtime, uh, you may want to skip that one for now. The other one to consider over there would be either the Carousel of Progress or the Tomorrowland Speedway. I'm not a huge fan of the Tomorrowland Speedway, personally. It's not one of my faves. It's, it's one that I skip more often than not. 
The Carousel Progress, however, is one of my all-time faves. It's very nostalgic. It's also, in some people's minds, very boring. You are sitting in a rotating theater, and it's it's pretty much a show uh, from start to stop. So it might be one that if you're all about the, the thrill rides or the motion rides to take in, the show, it's, it's a show, really. And so it may not be on the top of the list, especially since we're trying to squeeze everything in in one time in Magic Kingdom. So that would wrap up Tomorrowland. By this time, it's probably uh, getting close to the Festival of Fantasy Parade. It's the afternoon parade in the Magic Kingdom that happens every day, weather permitting. And the best place that, that we've discovered, both Griffin and I have discovered, to view that parade is really in, in Frontierland. And Griffin would say almost all the way over by Splash Mountain. That's where he likes to view it. And we've talked about this on several different occasions. Uh, for me personally, I'm a big Liberty Square guy. I like to get that parade over in Liberty Square for a couple different reasons. One is because that, that area is hinges a little bit in between two different lands. And so as the parade, if the last float comes by and the parade's done, you have an option, depending on what you have done and haven't done, to either jaunt back into Fantasyland real quick via that little walkway over by Haunted Mansion or... Uh, if you want to try to go grab a quick ride on, on Splash Mountain or Big Thunder Mountain, that's a great opportunity, too, to kind of head back in the opposite direction and, and take advantage of that while the parade is still making its way down, down towards Main Street. The other thing to keep in mind from a parade perspective is that not everybody enjoys a parade. It, parade might not be something that you guys want to stand and watch. And if it's not, don't feel obligated to do that. This is a great opportunity to take in some of those attractions with little or no wait time because a lot of people are gonna line those streets and all get geared up for the parade. And it's a great parade and, and there's some very picturesque moments that happen on that parade. But if, if parades aren't your cup of tea, continue to take advantage of the time that you have in the park and ride those rides. And you'll be amazed and quite frankly surprised how much those lines and wait times decrease during those parade times. So. If, if you're not wanting to take in the parade, hop on over to Fantasyland, try to knock out a bunch more attractions over there that we maybe haven't ridden yet or want to ride or maybe repeat some of the ones that you've done. Uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train comes, comes to top of mind. If, if the wait time isn't very long for that attraction, let's say it's you know 30 minutes because everyone's geared up for that parade, might be a great time to try to sneak in another ride there. Or hop on over to Frontierland and re-ride some of those rides too. As the parade's kind of ending and, and you've chosen where you've gone, this is going to kind of be a, a little bit of free time to figure out what attractions you guys really enjoyed, which ones you don't. And by this time, again, you've probably used that fourth Fast Pass. Now you're, you know, hit that MDE app again and try to really come up with the next Fast Pass for for your um, for your afternoon. And, and hopefully that would be one that... Um, is probably going to be a repeat ride or one that you just have skipped over entirely and haven't gotten a chance to ride yet to really maximize your time there in the park. Another thing maybe to consider as, as the evening is starting to wind down and, and you're looking for advantages to, to, to have over maybe a lot of other people are meal times and just other things that are going out onto the park. And so let's just stick for meal times for a second. If you know it's meal time, dinner time, and, and we've decided we're gonna we're gonna stay in Magic Kingdom the whole day, we're not gonna park hop or resort hop. Uh, when Griffin and I first recorded this episode, we really talked through: should you stay in Magic Kingdom or should you not? 
because of the monorail and the boat access there right at the front of the park, it becomes really easy to hop on over to another resort and take advantage of some of the meal offerings that they have. You're gonna be able to get off your feet. It's gonna be less hectic and, and less hustle and bustle. You're really probably gonna have a, a little bit better quality food in my opinion. However, not everybody wants to go through the exercise of leaving the park actually. If you're laying in the camp of not wanting to leave the park at all, what you can really do at this point then is narrow down your options of where you want to dine in Magic Kingdom. The places that are come top of the mind here are gonna be Be Our Guest, Liberty Tree Tavern, Crystal Palace, the Plaza, and Tony's Town Square. You'll notice that most of, well, actually all of the ones that I listed are not counter service meals, but rather sit down meals. And the reason for this is dinner time is one of those is one of those times, especially in the Magic Kingdom. You've been on your feet all day. You kind of this is a nice respite to kind of sit back, relax, have someone serve you, and really kind of enjoy a little bit of downtime later in the evening. And because of that, there are going to be a couple of restaurants that I'm going to rule out just right off the bat. One of them is the Crystal Palace. Because it is a buffet and because it's a character meal, it tends to be super busy. And the buffet is of which that you have to actually get up out of your seat and go serve yourself. So, so that one's kind of not ideal in this scenario. So we'll take that one off the list. The other two that I'm going to immediately take off the list are the Plaza and, and Tony's. For a couple of different reasons. The Plaza, it actually has some pretty good food and is a really good cross between a counter service and a sit-down meal. So if you're not on the Disney dining plan and you're really trying to look at advantage and take advantage of maybe a little bit more of an affordable meal, that might be a great option for you, especially if you're wanting to also experience a sit-down meal. I found that that restaurant tends to be a little crowded, a little busy, uh, a little elbow to elbow, if you will. And so that's not, that's not something that I particularly enjoy, so I'm gonna take that one off the list. And Tony's is an Italian restaurant. There's some people that absolutely love it. For me, I'm not a big Italian food type of guy. People that are Italian food fans tend to say that it's not the highest quality of food that they've ever had, from, from, especially from an Italian perspective. So I'm gonna take that one off of the list too. So what that leaves us with are Liberty Tree Tavern, Be Our Guest, and one that I failed to mention, and I apologize, is the Skipper Canteen. Now, in, in, in the scenario in episode seven, we talked about maybe a pre-9 a.m. or pre-8 a.m. breakfast reservation at Be Our Guest. Let's say that we took advantage of that, so that means we've already would have had a meal at that restaurant, so we're gonna take that one off the list too, leaving us just with two options, and that is, again, Liberty Tree Tavern or Skipper Canteen. Now, it depends on what you like and what your family likes. So Liberty Tree Tavern is gonna be very uh, relaxed, very low key. It's all themed around kind of the American Revolution period. Serve family style. It's a Thanksgiving meal. They bring it to your table. You're not having to get up. So it is, it's very um, relaxing in that perspective. The Skipper Canteen is a little bit different in the fact that the menu is a little more eclectic you're gonna have a little bit more uh, of menu offerings there. So if you have some adventurous eaters, this might be a, res uh, a restaurant that you wanna take advantage of. The wit that some of the waiters have is gonna be very akin to the Jungle Cruise attraction. And so you, you kinda of have to like that humor 
to get uh, all the jokes that are going to be told during your meal. So those are probably your two options. I lean more towards Skipper to Canteen myself personally. If it were just me deciding, very rarely though is it just me deciding. I'm taking into account, you know, the people that I'm traveling with. And so that more often than not lends us at Liberty Tree Tavern. The last thing I'll say about dining here in the Magic Kingdom is that if you indeed decide on a place like Liberty Tree Tavern, those reservations fill up quick, like super quick. And so, you know, in previous episodes, we've talked about making those dining reservations 180 days in advance. And I couldn't highly, more highly recommend that, especially for that particular restaurant. And you don't have to be on the Disney dining plan to be able to make reservations. Anyone can make reservations 180 days out from, the, from whatever travel date that you want. So if that's something that you might be interested in, um, I would go ahead and make that reservation. And even if you don't end up using it, you know, you can cancel it a couple days before if you're like, hey, we're actually not even going to be at the Magic Kingdom. That's all fine and, and, and well in this scenario because Disney doesn't start um, applying any type of reservation cancellation penalties until 24 hours in advance of your reservation. So just keep that in mind as you're booking those dining options as well. So let's finish up with, with dinner and we've come out of dinner and it's close to fireworks time. We're trying to decide what we wanna do as far as fireworks are concerned. Now, th there's a couple of rules of thumb here. A lot of people say, you know, you need a stake claim to the best possible place along Main Street to get the best view of happily ever after. There's certain aspects that I would agree with though, that camp on. However, because we're trying to maximize our attraction time and all the things that we can do in Magic Kingdom in one day, I'm gonna err on the side of, of maybe being lucky or maybe being a little bit more aggressive because what happens more often than not is you'll have Disney cast members around the Main Street USA area that are kind of directing traffic, their traffic control, if you will. Their whole responsibility is make sure that there's clear pathways, is to make sure that people aren't kind of congregating on sidewalks where people need to get through. And so they're constantly telling people to move, to move, to move. About 10 minutes or so before the fireworks actually start, they'll let people fill in those spaces and they'll become less concerned with those walkways and less concerned with the roped off areas and people will start to fill those empty spaces in. And quite frankly, those are some pretty great views of Magic Kingdom and of the fireworks and particularly on, on Main Street USA. And so the area I'm specifically talking about is anywhere beyond Casey's Corner and Crystal Palace and on the other side, the plaza, and the Tomorrowland Terrace, any, any place beyond that towards the castle, but not in front of the founder statue. So that's the statue with Walt and Mickey holding hands. So there's a sweet spot of an area in between the founder statue and those restaurants right there on the cusp of Main Street USA. Anywhere in that area is gonna be a great place to view the fireworks. Also the projection show on the Magic Kingdom castle itself, Cinderella Castle you'll want to make sure that you have great views of both because there's a, a spectacular projection show that happens on the castle in conjunction with the fireworks themselves. So if you get there probably 15 minutes or so before the parade or before the fireworks start, you're probably going to end up getting a pretty good view. Now, you may have to jostle a little bit and stake some claims and kind of scoot your body and, and make sure that you have enough room and it may be a little congested, but I, at this point, that's the price that I'm willing to pay is if it means that I'm not having to forego some of those attractions 
beforehand as it pertains to cramming as much stuff into a Magic Kingdom day as, as humanly possible. Now, similarly to how we talked about the parade and if, if parades aren't your thing, maybe riding more rides or, or doing the attractions are better suited for that time, that holds even more so for the fireworks because just about 90% of the park capacity that is inside the Magic Kingdom is going to go start lining up at Main Street USA to have a good view of those fireworks. And so the capacity for the rides is going to go way up and the wait times are going to go way down. And this is a great time. Maybe if you've seen the fireworks a bunch of times, maybe you're the fireworks are a dime a dozen to you and you're just like, hey, they're great, but they're, I could take them or leave them. If that's the case and that's your perspective and you'd rather ride ride and you'd rather ride rides, then go for it in this time period because there might not, other than first thing in the morning, there's not going to be another time throughout the course of the afternoon into, in, into the evening that the lines are going to be as short and, and we're talking about pretty drastic reduction in wait times there and you know th there's something to be said maybe you're going to catch a glimpse of the fireworks while you're on top of splash mountain or maybe you're going to catch a glimpse of them while you're riding through on seven doors mine train and and that can be a cool experience too you know me and my family have been on seven doors mine train during wishes when it was wishes at the time and that was an awesome experience. We were, you know, coming around the corner and there was fireworks going off in the background. We could hear the music playing. And that in and of itself was a really cool experience. And to this day, my daughter even talks about it. She asks every time we get on the ride, hey, is there going to be fireworks this time when we're riding it? And it'll be, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. And I'm like, oh, no, not, not, not this time. So e even those kind of experiences are, are really cool. The last thing that we want to touch on or that I want to touch on in, in this episode before we before we make a break, is what to do after the fireworks. I know that may seem a little silly, but Disney operates under the assumption that all rides that are operating will continue to operate until park close. If maybe you can ditch out of the fireworks a little early and hop in a line that's really close to where you're viewing the fireworks, like let's say you're maybe shaded over towards toward Tomorrowland while you're watching the fireworks. You know, if, if in the last, you know, three minutes or so of the fireworks, you hop out and, and go over to Buzz Lightyear or Space Mountain, if you're in line before park closing, it doesn't matter how long the wait is, they'll let you ride that attraction. Especially, the other thing to consider is if there's extra magic hours in the evening in that particular park. So if, if Magic Kingdom's gonna be open another hour for the resort guests and you're staying at one of the Disney resorts, you know, it, it's even more beneficial to kind of scoot over right after the fireworks into, into one of those attractions. And even if you don't want to go ride an attraction, let's say you've done everything in this day that you've wanted to do and, and you're exhausted and you, you've called it a job well done, don't be in a rush to leave the park. What's going to happen after these fireworks is there's going to be a mass exodus of people on Main Street trying to get out of the turnstiles, trying to hop on a boat to get back to the resort, hop on the monorail, hop on a bus, and the lines for those things are gonna be unbelievable. They're gonna, you're gonna wait 20 minutes in line to get onto the ferry or you know, 30 minutes to get on the monorail or you know, you're gonna have to wait through several iterations of buses coming to and from before you can even get on one. And so for me, I'd much rather wait inside the park and scoop up those last couple moments of magic than I would standing in line for a bus ride because you're gonna have to wait either way and so we've always just kind of found a bench to sit on, sat on the sidewalk, kind of walked around. There's a couple of cool things that happen kind of in the evening too. 
people assume that after Happily Ever After that that's it. There tends to be another projection show that happens on Cinderella Castle after that fireworks show concludes. It happens maybe 10, 15 minutes after the fireworks are done. There's another little, it's a short projection show that happens. And then there's the, the very nostalgic Goodnight Kiss, and, and that's a, kind of this, this loop that plays over the sound system in Magic Kingdom, which is something that happened um, during Walt's time, during, Disney, during the, the build-out of Disneyland, which they've carried over into Disney World. And so that's something, too, that, that uh, is fun to take in if you can stick around and wait for it, which I would strongly suggest that you do. So I know this episode has been a little bit brief, and I know that we didn't get into quite the details that that we would have hoped. And again, we apologize to to all of our listeners of the technical difficulties that we had. We I hope that the rest of the afternoon, kind of the layout of what to do, has been helpful, and you've gotten some some good nuggets of wisdom out of it, and, and maybe it will um, help you as you start to plan your next Magic Kingdom visit. Just want to remind everybody of our giveaway. This is the last couple of weeks of it. If you go out onto iTunes and review us and rate us, you will be eligible to win some of our pins, which we're giving away. So follow us on Instagram at Master the Mouse Podcast. And in between each word, there's an underscore. So it's Master underscore the underscore mouse underscore podcast. Uh, go out there and follow us. We've posted several pictures of those pins. And if you rate and review us, we're just going to put the names in a hat and we'll draw one out and we'll get in touch and send you some pins on behalf of, of, of Griffin and I. And, you know, if you go out and rate it and review us, it just makes Griffin and I feel like a million bucks. It makes us feel really good about ourselves, and, and we enjoy doing this. It's, it's as much fun for us uh, as anything else, and we hope that there's some people that, that benefit from it because, you know, what makes us happier than anything is, is hearing people, hearing about the people's trips, and they're like, hey, you know, I, this really made a difference. I had a terrible time my first trip to Disney, and maybe it was something that we said, or maybe it was a conversation that you had outside of the podcast that that we had with you and you're like you know what you know it really was awesome the second time around so that's what we're really driving for so if you go out and rate and review us it, it would be mean the world to griffin and i we would greatly appreciate it we also have a a facebook page and a twitter page as well uh just go out there and search for master the mouse or master the mouse podcast it'll come up there's some underscores with, with those accounts too and i don't want to mix them up so if you just go out to the search bar and, and type in master the mouse uh, the, our uh, our link will come up and you can go out and follow us and like us on Facebook and, and we try to interact we'll throw out some poll questions and interact with our followers as much as we can so we hope you guys are enjoying that on behalf of Master the Mouse Podcast and my absentee co-host Griffin <laughs> I'm Aaron and we'll see you real soon